two, three, four. You're listening to Felony Podcast on the Startup Radio Network. The Felony Podcast explores ex-felons that have gone on to launch their own startups. We explore the ups, the downs, the behind-the-bar stories with these founders. Felony Podcast airs every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Hello, welcome to Felony Inc. It's going to be an exciting show today. We have Criminals Anonymous in the house with Bear and what was your name? Zane. Zane. Bear and Zane. Yo, yo. So this is incredible because this is, uh, it's like based on like the AA thing or um, 12 Steps or... Better. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, tell us about just, tell us about Criminals Anonymous because uh, man, thanks uh, for thanks for having us on here, man. It's just a great honor and uh, you know to be here and to just share the word of what we're doing out in the community. Um, you know, Criminon Criminals Anonymous, uh, we affectionately call it Criminon, um, is basically a twelve step fellowship, right? Comprised of men, women, youth, survivors, and their families that are committed to supporting and living a crime free lifestyle. And that's our mission statement. So the basis of this um, is people that have criminal thinking um, mentality. So. Absolutely. Uh, you know, with the criminal addiction is... Um, people that are just not, not really drugs or, or women or sex or gambling. This is crime. Crime criminal. alone. People that want to commit crimes. Shoplifting, robbery, whatever. Um, yeah, so this is like so brand new. So. Yeah, I want to. I want to tell you. There's a little story, you know, about in the county jail when we were first coming up with the uh, with the concept of criminal. Um, I, I went down the block and I, and I asked like five of the of the most accomplished boosters, and that's just means shoplifters, mm-hmm. to come and sit at the table for a minute. And we sat there, and I said, "Thanks for coming." I said, "I want you guys." And they're a little lethargic. They're a little depressed. They're coming in off the street. And I asked them, I said, hey, will you share the latest uh, boosting techniques? <laughs> and so they started sharing, right? And, and they got sudden, all excited. Yeah, and all of a sudden they came like really, you know what I mean, animated and demonstrative. And, uh, you know, and the next thing you knew, one guy raised his hand and said, could I please be excused? I have to use the restroom. So we're talking about physiological changes that go on like a, like a Christmas tree bulb when people are just talking about, you know, committing crime. And so, you know. It's a rush in itself. It's a rush in itself. Um, so this is something that you know can affect anybody in mainstream America. Um, we think Winona Ryder was a shoplifter, and there's other people of stature that have you know done stuff that they didn't need to do. They have millions of dollars in the bank, and they're going to go shoplift a you know a thirty dollar item because of the rush behind stealing something. Or for sure. So for me, it was always uh, I got. I got way more rushed than I ever did from using any kind of uh, drugs or alcohol. Uh, I never knew who was in the driver's seat when I would get in the car in the morning, whether it was my criminal addiction or my drug addiction. But I do know this from from my own experience. I got way higher whenever I committed crimes. Yeah, and 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 I mean, here's the thing: it's 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 a process addiction. 
it kind of mirrors the gambling addiction if you were to take a look at it. I mean, there's that's a, a bad one. Yeah, it's a bad one, right? There's nine just from the gambling disorder. There's nine indicator questions that are in this diagnostic manual that that psychologists use to to diagnose the gambling disorder. And so uh, I was in Block Ten at Inverness Jail, and and so the uh, Volunteers of America they allowed me to do a one hour presentation because they knew who I was on criminality as an addiction. And so I changed the questions that were in that diagnostic for the gambling addictions, and I put criminality and crime in, in place of the gambling words. And out of 72 men, 64 answered yes to all of the questions. I mean, this is an indicator. It's something real. And one day, we, we, we have to pull the, the covers off this elephant in the room. And as a society, come together, you know what I mean? And that's why Criminom was born. Mm-hmm. That's why our fellowship is bursting at the seams, and we've been out. I've been out eight weeks right now, and Zane, how long have you been out? I've been out 12 weeks. This is incredible. I'm getting chills right now because I know this is huge, and I know it's going to go a long ways because um, this is something that's, you know, no one wants to address the criminal. They're pieces of shit, you know. Fuck them. Throw them in jail. Throw the key away. But, you know, eventually they're going to come out pissed off into society, and if, you know, if the criminality is part of their deal, they're going to steal from me now that I'm uh, a citizen. Uh, you know, and I don't. You know, I got insurance. I can claim it. Whatever. It's just I don't want to be stolen from. But um, this also env- um, umbrellas uh, like a lifestyle or a um, uh, a belonging part of a culture. So, so I just know that, like, you know that that lifestyle that you talk about. Uh, you know, after 21 years being in the penitentiary and um, coming out six different times. Uh, with nothing, um, it was so easy for me to go right back into that lifestyle. You know, your buddies were there waiting. Absolutely, they were. And they had your, they had the dope, and they had the the Jimmy Keys or whatever shit, the ch- blank checks, all that shit. Yeah, Absolutely, I get, I get it. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> the, and here, the lifestyle. I mean, here's the thing: is we were born to help the person that has an attachment to crime, or the criminal lifestyle, or the self-image that's attached to it. Think of how hard that could be to break. Because you've spent years conditioning, right, over and over. And that's why, you know what I mean, it's, it's, so, it's so awesome and very humbling that we've had the chance to work with all the different cultures. It's just not, not the Anglo-Saxon. It's, it's African-American culture. It's the Hispanic culture. The, criminality as an addiction doesn't care. Where you're no, from. I know. I hate when people put like statistics about uh, black or Caucasian thing of crime or whatever. Um, it's, it's dumb. Anybody, there's any percentage of any population is going to be susceptible to some kind of crime. Yeah. How many, how many, how many uh, skill sets do you need to uh, drink alcohol or use drugs? There's a few, but uh, in, the, in, the, in the end, right? Yeah, hold the glass. Yeah. Hold pour. The glass. <laughs> pour. Sip but, gently. Yeah. Dick, yeah. chime in on that. Oh, yeah. It's. A lot of skill sets. Let's go on. We got Dick, yeah. Dick Hennessy in the house. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Woo. Dick, Thank you, guys. Hey, Dick. Hey, We're nice so honored to have you. Yeah, brother. We just kind of like got into this criminal yeah. thing. Well, just think He's how a many citizen, different... really. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> we need to hear from the citizen, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you Don't got... let him fool you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys. Don't are... let him fool you. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are totally touching on a, a bunch of really key things because ultimately when you're out there committing crimes, whether it's stealing a car stereo or doing any of these other things, you know, any kind of crime, it's just an adrenaline rush, unlike anything else, in my opinion. You know, more than a hit of smoking crack or drinking, anything like that, it's just immediate. Like, Yeah, and it's, it, and, and uh, you know, Corinna, we're, we're a partner with the community. 
we're here to make a difference, to turn that needle, man, on recidivism. It needs to be turned back. And everybody's wondering. All the great think tanks in the country are trying to figure out how do we do that. And then we're going a little bit backwards. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. this is like a foundation of a lot of the stuff that's, that we're trying to address. But this is getting to the root or the core, so to say. Yeah. And speaking of roots, like we tell everybody, you know, we're so grassroots, we have dirt between our toes. Um, <laughs> this is a new baby, man. You know? Yeah. So I just want to add, you know, we're not here today to take away from AA or NA. Uh, for me, this is a, the missing link. This is like a, the, another component that uh, is, is needed. It was needed for me uh, to get like a full circle, I'm just going to say. Uh, because, yes, I've, I've, been a, I've been an addict for most of my life. Uh, but criminality, whenever you go into like a rehab, they don't talk much about criminality. They don't have workbooks on criminality. They, uh, they want to deal with your addiction of drugs and alcohol. But like for me, uh, I needed that other piece, uh, you know, because like I needed a, to deal with like them all. That's like a 60 or 70 percent part of the piece that they're missing on the uh, addiction. Uh, you know, they want to, you know, they want to diagnose you with a mental health issue is why you're doing that. But there's also other things in place that are being. Uh, go ahead. No, I was, and you know, one of our underlining missions of Criminon, to be honest with you, is to bring awareness to the criminal criminality as a disorder. And once we have that in that diagnostic manual, then all of a sudden, right, it can be diagnosed. And if it can be diagnosed, then federal monies will be released to treat it. And so, the, you know, we're, we're going to move towards that as a group as this movement moves forward. And we're so, so blessed to have partners like you on our side letting the world know, hey, this is, there's an elephant in the room and the covers need to be pulled off of it. Yeah, felony ink's more than just about business. It's about, um, you know, the criminals changing their lives. That's the main thing. You know, the criminals change their life, they can start the business. They can do, be successful. They can be a productive member of society. You know, and it's got to start somewhere. Right. We have, we, we, uh, you see our logo that's on our shirt? Yeah, uh, California. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, CA. What's up, CA? Cali? No. Check my Facebook. I, got, <laughs> I just dumped a turd that looks like the state yeah. of California. It's, it's going to yeah. go viral. <laughs> hey, just a throwback story. A, bro- a, a brother was in a, a Coffee Creek, which is the intake center for the, mm-hmm. all the prisons here in Oregon. And, and with this tiny little golf pen. Uh, he drew this uh, this logo. Oh yeah, the little golf pen. Yes. Yeah, the, you remember the golf pen? It's the whole yeah. pen. You can't stab yeah, yeah, nobody yeah, with yeah, it. You can't, exactly. You can't. It's well, you like can, rubber. But it's rubber. And, yeah. yeah. He did the you logo do it like with ten that. times over. Right Actually, yeah. I'm stabbing you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the, he did that logo with a little pen. That's awesome. Yeah. The, um, criminal ingenuity is an incredible thing. You know, these the people that um, you know gravitate towards that or you know the one percent society blah 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 but um you know there's some incredible people that are very gifted talented and you know and this is you know they choose this because there's you know society's not finding you know steps for them to take to you know be creative and well having that meeting inside columbia river correctional like we did that think tank for a year and we got approval from the administration and they said yeah we believe in what you're doing this is amazing and so we met and we had a cross-section. We had our African-American brothers, like I was saying earlier, our Hispanic brothers, our Native American brothers all sitting in the room. And it was kind of, te- it was a little, there was some tension there that first, that first day, that mm-hmm. first meeting. But, uh, but as, the, as the meetings continued, they start to they pull down those shields, right? Because we all have those shields that we raise up, yeah. especially in prison. But they pulled it down because of the mission. 
This is dr- mission-driven uh, action. I don't know bro. where this. You know I don't know where the racial dry lines ever got started in prison or whatever, but um, I I don't know. They just want to keep everybody divided so they can just like you know exactly. control and poke and prod whatever. Um, but that's awesome. Dick, you're being too quiet today. Oh, sorry about that. Dick, what's, what's going on, Dick? <laughs> I, love, I love Dick. Yeah, bar- yeah, I'd He's like got- to touch on that, though, real quick, Mark. Uh, you're right about the, the... It's in their best interest in terms of being a CEO or in kind of keep everything in line is to keep people separated. And so they don't want that. It's not. There's no incentive for them to have everyone just be in harmony no. and working together as one no, cohesive unit. because if they were, like, you know, feeding us some shitty food, we could all come together. They yeah. don't like that. Just like unionizing <laughs> Burgerville, right? Huh? Just like Burgerville, unionized. Oh, yeah. It's the same thing. It's yeah, a, Burgerville. You're a threat when you unionize and, and build together against one. I love Burgerville. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to, I guess Burgerville got a plug today. Yeah. <laughs> Huckleberry milkshakes. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> I, just exactly, you know, I wanted you to know that, you know, in the, in the early days when there was a man, bless his heart, his name was Corbett Monica. He came up with a dual diagnosis anonymous. So there's there's the mental health like piece that. and there's the addiction piece, right? And Doyle Smith from DDA, I want to give him a plug. But Has anybody come up that, with a triple diagnosis yet? That's what we just did. Oh, we, okay. there, I want to be the there, first one. Yeah, Damn it. Yeah. This is what we just call, yeah. I'm coming up with yeah. the quadruple. No, we, uh, I was thinking about how do I introduce myself? I usually introduce myself in, in uh, recovery meetings as quadruple diagnosed. Okay. You know what I mean? Because uh, it's the bear diagnosis? Yeah, and yeah the, the bear ones? diagnosis. And, and, but there's a, it's poly, right? It's a poly diagnosis is there are multiple co-occurring disorders coming on and if we don't watch you know what i mean vigilantly all of our pieces right one mm-hmm. can get you that's the right. drug addiction and criminality oh, yeah, they is like creep a up twisted fast. peanut butter and jelly sandwich man no yeah the addiction's a, a incredible monster and those monsters are real yes they are um that's a so, song by shinedown that i listen to all the time because <laughs> anyway, my monsters are real um but um yeah, they are, and they're always right there. The addiction monster is super incredible. He'll he'll hide for ten years, waiting for the right moment to come out with that samurai sword and just waha, let's do this, you know. So I, addiction, yeah, you got to have all your pieces just like balancing, and it's not easy. No, so. it's, it's definitely not. I mean, like for me, I needed to work on each and every piece all at the same time because for years, like I said, um, after twenty one years of being locked up. I always 21 that's a long time that's a long time 17 off and on yep so 22 yeah we have a lot of time in this room so it's so the criminal piece up with you guys the criminal piece (laughs) is you know for me to be able to look at it today and just give back to our community that I'm not gonna lie uh our in our 10th step we talk about making a living amends you know I can't go back today and and make amends to, or I'd spend the rest of my life in prison. Well, they, I think it says make amends as long as it doesn't bring harm to anybody. That's, that's right. And that's a little trick about, you know, if, if it's going to harm somebody. So, like, I had a very close member of my family commit a crime recently. Um, and to give this stuff back or what, you know, there's a little harm thing. So it's like, um, you know, you have to figure out, you know, as long as it doesn't bring harm to somebody, the men's thing is something else. Cause sometimes you might not, it's not necessary as long as you got men's within yourself. Uh, you know, but yeah, making amends is a very huge thing. If, if possible, I think it's, it's part of the, so I, I do where feel, possible. Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, by us doing our fields of merit, by us going out, doing things in our community and helping others, uh, bringing this up to, you know, that's how I'm giving my amends, you know, just by helping another another I'll take, criminal. I'll take a moment to shout out to, to Dave Dahl and Lad Justison, our former 
uh, hosts, if you're out there listening, um, thank you guys for starting this incredible thing. And um, God, I just forgot what I was going to say about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, saying that Dave always says is always do the next right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so as long as you're always doing the next right thing, you should always move forward and, and better yourself. So... Um, the, uh, the 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 fields of merit. Uh, you know the Boy Scouts, like they have like merit badges. I don't like the Boy Scouts. They, well, they have mer- the merit badges. Uh, well, they, came up with, they, they came up with a good concept of, of the merit badges, right? But I brought it up to the brothers in the think tank, and they were like, uh, "Oh, we're not going with the badge thing. We're going to go patch, <laughs> <Can> we, right? <laughs> well, we're doing merit patches. Thank you." And so, like our next one, we're going to do medals. Yeah. We're gonna do the, we're gonna do the K twelve speech crew, and that's where we walk. We go and talk to the, were you in the, to the kids in the high school. No, okay. I got kicked out. You got kicked out. I got kicked out. Yeah. Okay. Boy Scouts is a touchy subject. I don't yeah. know. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> but uh, that's our our tenth step. You know, we made direct or living amends right to ourselves and others through our fields of merit. And here's a big one piece that you just brought up: causing no harm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, that's what we have to do. Yeah. Whenever possible. You don't want to force it. You just want to just like, you know, just do, make your amends. Don't force it. Um, Do the next right thing. All right, we're going to take a moment to take a commercial break. CPA dudes, where accounting is never boring. Their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio. Tell them Dave and Lad sent you, and we'll send you a very special surprise. Seriously, we will. Today's episode of the Felony Inc. podcast is brought to you by Publicize, a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business. Publicize handles all communications with the media and any content required to do this, such as press releases, editorial pitches, etc. And they offer a wide range of PR products and abilities out of which you can construct the PR package right for the future of your business. Okay, here we are. We just paid some bills, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's Dick is the guy. Let's talk about yeah. the Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> the I, I stripper would, haunted house. That's yeah, what we're talking about. I would love to talk about all that, but right now, um, okay. I, just, I just want to go and say that I'm really, this is extremely impressive. Uh, just, you know, having been through the system as, as well as you guys. Uh, I know the, the, most winner. Di- the most difficult thing is when you get out is having people have your back and people to kind of mentor you and give you advice on what to do in life. And it's, it's very rare that people genuinely care about your well-being when you get out. So I feel like this, I mean, I've never seen anything like this before in my life, and it's impressive. This is the only thing in the world. It's not just the Oregon chapter or whatever. This is the first ever of its kind. So, so a vision for Criminon is, of course, um, so well needed is uh, Criminon houses, um, peer mentoring for people who do come, do come out of prison, who, who don't have that, any family, or don't, don't have any money, or, you know, uh, because, you know, what each individual has that is in prison or jail, every single one of us all have one thing in common, that's criminal thinking. So when we get out, we get stuck sometimes right back into that criminal thinking. That is where Criminon, that's where we want our vision to be to, you know, and not only does it help them or us, but it helps the community. It it makes it safer. It makes people be able to walk the streets uh, because look around today. Uh, It's not getting any better out there. So we're just hoping to take a small part of what the big picture is for our, like, DOC 
to to be able to help help people. A lot you know? of people get discouraged. I mean, it's you know if, if they have someone to encourage them, then maybe you know just you know they won't get so discouraged. I see a lot of people just like I can't get a job, I can't get housing. You know, it's like you know you can. Um, and but if this was more available already to them, they would maybe they wouldn't go down that negative thinking so quickly. Yeah, I mean that's that we're so blessed to have this first meeting, and we're in our sixth week. Um, you know what I mean? It's off 139th and Stark. It's 650, all right? 650. Yeah, 650 at the Free Methodist Church. Get a little plug for the meeting on Monday nights at seven for those that are listening that want some support to come on out. But you know, it's it's to have this. We call it the anchor. In Criminon, we have the meeting inside, and those brothers are inside. Guess what? They're they're getting out, and and they're coming to the meeting, and so you see them in the meeting. What's the payoff for the community? We had over seventy people at our meeting last Monday night. Amen. And so it's like, those are seventy people that aren't committing crime. Those are seventy people that aren't costing incarceration costs. There's a big payoff for the community, and uh, for our payoff, it's about it's about reducing our suffering, man. It's about finding happiness in our life and, and, and we cultivate that and giving that's probably one of the best gifts you can get is giving someone you know um that's what i always say i try to teach that to my kids and my employees that you know everyone wants to just get something but you know giving back is a really important gift to yourself so i just want to touch on that real quick is that is you know it helps me it keeps me out of that criminal thinking and it gives me a direction uh, just to help another brother, you know, brings a smile to my face. And if I can keep him from committing that crime, uh, it also helps me from, from even thinking some of the things that I've used to think. Yeah, Zane's pretty humble, uh, but you know what I mean? I, I, I read his paperwork, and, and by the way, it's good. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it, uh, it, but, but Zane, you know, in, his, uh, in the court dockets, it showed the court uh, proceedings, and the district attorney was saying, basically, we want to age this guy out. We don't know how to address his, criminal, his criminality. And it was, you know, seven or eight times, let's wait until he can't walk anymore. Let's give him a big enough sentence that he can't. But you know what? He made it out, right? We're making a difference. And guess who we went and visited last week? We went and visited that same DA that said that about him. And we shook his hand. What did he say? And he saw that what we were doing. He wanted all the information about criminals. That's good. He wanted to know what we were doing, how it was going, moving forward, what it looked like, what we what we wanted, what what we were even doing there. And I looked him in the eye and I said, "Do you remember me? You wanted to age me out." I don't even I'll be honest. I don't even look the same. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I d- he didn't even recognize me. You still uh, got a baby face, so yeah. Well, that's good. They, they do say prison preserves you. <laughs> it definitely did. <laughs> definitely did. And today at three o'clock, we're going to meet with another judge in Multnomah County, and um, and we're going to start spreading the word. And and so it's getting out there. Awesome. Yeah. What do you think, Dick? I, I'm. A- just, I'm still just in awe about this. Could we talk a little bit about maybe the, the 12 precepts of the Criminal Anonymous? Yeah, you bet. I mean, it's, it's, you know, a lot of the other fellowships, they have the 12 steps and the 12 traditions. Our traditions are, are come over time. But we needed, we needed the precepts as well. And that's, those are like kind of like some helpmates along our sacred path. There's kind of a mythology to Criminon. Like uh, basically on the third step, you embark on this sacred quest. Right, and the sacred quest, right, is to is to go on this sacred path, the path of the twelve steps and the twelve precepts. To find who? To find what? To find your sacred self. Uh, 
to find that man, right, of spirituality. You know, spirituality is, is not, doesn't belong to religions. It belongs to the human being. You know, there's no way we would have survived as a, as a, as a race if, if, you know, back in the day, right, no one had compassion for the caveman baby. You know what I'm saying? Yes. There had to be. We had yeah, those Geico, built in, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah the, Geico had compassion. Yeah, Geico. We just did a plug for Geico. So easy. A oh, caveman awesome. can do yeah. it. <laughs> so are these 12 steps. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and, and so that's where the precepts came out of. But I mean, even the first one, right? We believe in the fundamental gentleness and goodness of all human beings. You know, so often, you know, there's this separate, there's this separatism that's in the, uh, uh, the you know, in the criminal, uh, you know, code, yeah. right? In the criminal mind, you know what I mean? And, and so victims are, are kind of like dehumanized, you know what I mean? Right. And so that first step of seeing that all human beings, right, deserve to be happy and not to suffer at our hands. We can make a commitment in criminon, right, to not do that. We commit to not causing any more harm or suffering. And, and that affects the whole world. Yeah, I mean, when it boils down to it, everyone just wants the same things. We just want to have a, a happy, fruitful life and be peaceful. But ultimately, these other extenuating circumstances put us in position to where we have to feel uh, it's necessary to do criminal-type things to support ourselves or our family. And that's what gets us. It, it kind of creates a rhythm to where, you know, there's no recidivism at, you know, afterwards. So it's, Bear talks about the sacred path. And for me... Like the sacred path means to me, you know, getting up in the morning, be able to call my sister, you know, go over to her house and have coffee. Well, I've never really do that before because she never wanted me at her house, yeah. right? So, you know, <laughs> just I'm just yeah. saying. So, so being able to, you know, have happiness within myself and with my family and with friends, true friends. I didn't have no friends out there when I was in my addiction, you know. And today, I I have a lot of friends, and it's and. And so the precepts are just, for me, too, it's a, it's a way to live that is a better way to live. You know, in the morning I wake up, I'm clean. I, I have no, I don't have to look over my shoulder. I don't have to worry about that the cops knocking at the door, you know. And those are big things for me because uh, for a long, long time, that's how I lived. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, and just you guys, um, how, don't, how long did this take to develop? Like, was this instantaneous or I know it was a concept that you came up with but this looks really thought out there was a big bolt of lightning no I'm just kidding <laughs> no it, it like I said it was uh you know what I mean it was two years um you know what I mean I, I kept my nose in the book every day and that think tank was there when I presented each step to kind of see if it resonated with them you know they were there to put that final seal on it yeah and and, and all the cultures were there and this is what came out of it and so it was like you know what I mean it's been years in the making but uh, uh, it's the right time, and, and um, you know what I mean? Being able to kick it off here, you know, at Startup Radio Network is just amazing, so. And it's the perfect platform for this. Mark? <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you think hey, about Mark. that? I think it is a perfect platform yeah. for this. It's incredible. It's, uh, yeah, I was just reading these, and, and you know, it's this, the spirituality basis behind this um, is, is very important. You know, spirituality is whether it be, uh, you know, Christian, Muslim, whatever your uh, higher power may be, um, you know, connect with that. There's a higher power. There's something that's a little that sparks our, you know, soul and, you know, touch it, you know, reach out, you know, um, don't ignore that. Um, spirituality is a big part of who we are. And we lose that in our modern society because, you know, we got these commercials uh, pushed down our throat and uh, social media and, uh, you know, <clears throat> 
hip-hop culture, you know, you know, we just got us bombarded with all this. But, yeah, we need to, you know, go, you know, take a hike once in a while and just look up and at the at nature and, and realize that this, you know, what we got is incredible. You know, we our 12th step is kind of our reach-out step, but it says that having reduced our suffering and increased our happiness as a result of this sacred quest, we carried this message to all that suffer from the effects of criminalism. Criminalism is kind of a new word. I looked it up. I couldn't find it anywhere, but we went ahead and used it. I think we can I like we add it. this to the dictionary, the lexicon, the... Yes, you the, should add the, it to the, the urban. Boy, uh, uh, Start off with uh, the urban, then, it's, and then it could the be more... Urban? Yeah. Yeah, it could be more well, accepted. We need your help in that, but criminalism is alive, <laughs> okay. you know um, but, you know, and practice these principles and precepts in all our affairs. So. Criminalism does seem like it's a word. It does. Yeah. I, look, um, I think I found it in a big old dictionary in the uh, Columbia River Correctional. But Really? You did find it, actually? Yeah, well, it was an old, big, fat Oxford. It was an adjective or a, yeah, a yeah, it was sub-word. It was a sub-word of yeah. criminality. Yeah. Criminality? Was, Criminology. Well, yeah. yeah. Is, there, is, there, is there alcoholism? There's criminalism. Yeah. yeah uh, you're amen. right. I mean, Absolutely. it's still there. Yeah. There, there's an ism for everything. <laughs> so just that there's a there's a DJ Hennessyism there's a yeah. Marcus DJism yeah. just out of curiosity what do you think is the most like the anchor with the most important of the twelve precepts in your opinion I feel like in uh, alcohol you know drug anonymous alcohol it's admitting we are powerless to a higher being I think is the first most important precept. And then on this one, do you have one in particular that's the most, uh, I mean, they're all, they're all really interesting, honestly. Yeah. The, I like 12. It, it, it's going to be for each individual, but you know yeah. what I mean? If you're just asking me, you know, it's, it's, uh, you, you know, trying to cultivate happiness, man, a lot of times is, is, um, is you knowing what you're not doing, basically, you know, we have so many, so many, uh, opportunities for negative mental states to take hold of us. You know what I mean? For that old narrative to keep winding around. And so, um, you know, we make a concerted effort, right, to cultivate, right, human loving kindness, right? But how do you do that, right? I mean, that's why our third precepts, I, I love it because it includes mercy. That means not acting, right? Patient, right? Forbearance. Because you're, you're, you're basically, I mean, you're suffering a little bit when you're forbearing something that's going on, but you gave it the mercy. You're not acting on it. You know what I mean? And tolerance, right? Another huge spiritual, all those are spiritual values. And cultivating that in our lives gives us a chance to make good decisions so that we're not hurting the next person and we're not and hurting this community. Here's something I've been doing. Sometimes I lose sight of this, but lately I try to... So I find somebody walking down the street and they look like they may be impoverished or... Um, less, uh, you know, you'd look at that person and go, oh, wow, he's sh- short, fat, and ugly. But, you know, I don't see that. I say, hey, how you doing, man? I hope you have a nice day. And, they, you know, you see that guy right now because someone's actually talking to him, somebody that someone wouldn't normally talk to. Or um, I've seen some people that were, like, part of this handicap group, and they had, like, a, they were part of some program or something because they had, like, um, a leader directing them downtown to do their little shopping. And I noticed a couple things, and I'd seen the guy, he was limping really bad, and he was all gambled up. But I, you know what? I took a moment to look at him, and I said, hey, I really like your Steelers jacket. That's the best Steelers jacket I've ever seen. Brightened his smile up. You know, these are people that people don't normally not talk to. They'll look down, and they go, ugh, you know? But find somebody like that. You know, say, you know, find something nice to say about them, and you make their day. You'll be amazed at how that makes your whole day, just that little energy... Uh, somebody that's you know less 
You know, like, yeah, like Zane, for sure. If you see Zane walking down the street, say hi. Oh, yeah. You know? For sure. I always like people to say hello. I see where you're going with that. (laughs) Yeah, if you see Zane walking down the street, say hi. You got a cool shirt. (laughs) We never met you guys today. We saw you outside the building. You didn't know who we were, did you? No, no, and you were, like, just totally so nice to us, right? You know what I mean? And reach us in. I want to thank you for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah, they're trying to get us to look like those guys. These guys didn't know who me and Dick were. They didn't know we were the host of the podcast. I knew who they were. And they're like, well, we're gonna go do a, we're gonna go do a, a radio show like, radio show that's cool can we go we just, they didn't tell us no <laughs> we just kind of latched on and here we are yeah they, yeah, they were the nice guys to us yes they yeah. were they were nice they were trying to you know they liked that I seen their shirts and stuff yeah, that was cool. yeah hello oh yeah I think that uh, it's it's interesting that's the most powerful is just having being happy because I feel like in terms of relapsing into criminalism and the criminology I feel like the biggest uh, in my opinion the biggest uh, variable in that is just Anger, pain, misery, these type of things. I, I, I completely concur with you, Nick. And, and you know what? The uh, I, I saw something and it just resonated with me, man. But 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 the the antidote to addiction. You ready for this? I'm going to give you one word. Is connection. I have a and, good connection. Yeah, that's yeah. the wrong connection, oh. brother. No, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought we were going to relapse. <laughs> we're not talking about that. So the connection to relapse, I'm sorry. Yeah, but connection's in, My the, right, bad. Yeah, in the right circle, right? You know, are you feeling me? So yeah. it's in your life and reconnecting and, and, and yeah, to have people that are getting out to be able to connect, you know, to this community of belonging. It's where, you know what I mean? Once you're in that community, you start to mirror and you start to model the values and the beliefs of the group. And these are the beliefs and the values of the group. Put in front of you today, guys. Yeah. Oh, hey, I have a question. Yeah. Is Captain Kelly the superintendent now? I don't. I don't think so. Oh, not over there. You mean at Columbia uh, no, or OSP? OSP? I'm not sure, Bear. I know Captain Kelly though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Captain Kelly is cool, man. Yeah, he's a he, skinny he, guy. He used to be a lieutenant. Well, well, yeah, that's on the way to captain. Yeah, he was. He was a captain when I was there. That was. I don't know. I can't believe I've been out nine years now. Can you man, believe that? Man, that's, that's something great, that's never man. been done before. Yeah. I'm like thinking nine years. Where'd the time go? So it's just like yeah. doing the next right thing. Yeah. The next yeah. thing you know, yeah. you got you got a business. You got you know, you got a beautiful little son, and you know, life is is chill. You give. And this is. I, I'm blessed to be a part of this because it it keeps me focused. It makes me realize that I, you know I want to give back. This is you know it's inspiring for me to be able to do this podcast. Each day I come across is a new um, guest, but it's each person's a new ins- inspiration for me. I'm, so I think everybody should listen to this podcast because uh, hey. it's very inspirational. Yup, yup. Yeah, the um, you yeah. know, <laughs> yep. We're uh, we have, we have a really cool, very humble uh, little GoDaddy website. Uh, it's at crimanon dot org, and it has the address for our first meeting. And which is but, where's the address again? That's what I was going to ask you. Uh, six uh, six fifty. The address is six fifty. Southeast, Southeast, one thirty ninth, one thirty ninth. Yeah, the at the Free East Methodist Church. Yeah, we're we're actually meeting. We meet in the kitchen. Is that by Powell? But it's a big kitchen. Right off Stark. Right off Stark. Stark. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. You just take a right, okay. and then it's right there on the left, about a block down. But yeah, it's um, man, I tell you, the uh, we're looking to partner uh, real soon with um, Stay Clean. Want to give them a plug, Johnny Gage and his brother. Um, they're, they're African-American. They do a lot in recovery with the African-American community and miracles. And uh, they have blessed us with the next meeting place, right, off 160th and Division. So that's going to be the next meeting, and we'll put it on our website. So do you guys change places Wednesday every, night, every On a Wednesday night, yeah. Well, we have. No, actually, we've, this, we've had one meeting, one meeting place. 
I think we've had six meetings there, but like um, people are standing outside because there's no room to get in to the meeting. Their chairs, I mean, it's just packed. Uh, we had a great meeting on Monday night. We had a girl chair, and I, I got to tell you a little story that she, that she said, told us about with a field of merit. She said that she, you know, she'd been in prison for 14 years or so. Uh, she looked. Uh, she's downtown here at one of these buildings, and she looked downtown, and there was just trash all up and down the street. And uh, she got her shoes on. There was un- one older lady out there just picking up trash, and she said, you know, one of her fields of merit that day was just to go out and help her clean up that whole street. Yeah, if everybody did that, we'd have a clean city. We'd have a clean city. So that's just a, you know, uh, the fields of merit are huge. They, they're... I mean, really, how how far can we go? You know, as far as far as we can, as far as we want to go, as far as we want to go. Yep. So, just out of curiosity, guys, I mean, all of us that have been in the system are familiar with AA meetings, NA meetings. What's some of the similarities that you have to those, and some of the main differences, uh, just with the Criminals Anonymous meetings, in terms of structure? The, I mean, we 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 all come together. You know what I mean? And and so we, we open up. We have some readings. So the readings are similar. Like in AA and NA, you'll have, you know, the readings of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions. So we have the 12 steps and the 12 precepts. And so, and we have a secretary, right? And, and so, and then we have a chairperson. And that chairperson is kind of the person that shares their personal story for about 20 minutes. And then they turn it over to the group to share. So that kind of format really works well, but we also have an, an announcement period. So we just want to put a shout out to community organizations that want to come and speak and let, you know, let, let our fellowship know what they're doing in the community. And uh, we've had a couple come in that's been fantastic. I'm looking forward to uh, having Doyle Smith come in for DDA um, soon. So, and then we just had Michael Zhang from the uh, public defender's office for the for the uh, expungement, so that's great. Yeah, so we kind of have that, and then afterwards, you know, there's always that mulling, right? We have uh, NA and AA. They they say it's uh, there's uh, you know sponsees and sponsors. Well, we have brothers and sisters, and then we have uh, uh, elder brothers and sisters, right? And then we have grand elders. Okay, so that's we how gotta we pay got some it. bills here. All right, and, let's pay them. And I think everybody should keep their headphones on because there's a special voice on this one. Oh right, <laughs> I worked really hard for this. And here's our ads. Support for today's episode comes from our friends at Ruby Receptionists. At Ruby, they've mastered the art of turning rings into relationships. Their team of remote receptionists answer all your calls live as if they're right there in your office. And with Ruby's mobile app, you can easily control how they screen, transfer, and take your messages. Together, you and Ruby transform your phone into the sales engine it was meant to be. Visit callruby.com slash startup radio to sign up, or better yet, call them at 833-861-8100 and use promo code STARTUPRUBY. Tell them Felony Inc. sent you and get $150 credit. Okay, we're back. And that was me doing an ad. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. He's Thank you, right Alan. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, yeah, this is probably the fastest hour in uh, radio I've ever ever done. This is just going on so fast. There's so much to talk about. So um, let's change direction. Let's talk about a little something different, maybe. Let's see. Uh, what's the meeting like? You go in there, and you're just chilling, and it's like, you got a chair. It's kind of like an AA meeting. How, what's, the, what's the feel of a meeting? It's a, you, got people, you got coffee, you got cookies, whatever. Yes, we do. We have coffee, okay. we have cookies. What's someone gonna, a lot what, of times. What, what does someone expect when they're going to show up at the meeting? Are they going to be greeted? Um, you know, it's, it's really different um, because one thing that 
I like to do is I like to sit back and I like to listen to what people have to say in there because it is new and we're trying to get a feel of what, you know, um, I, my sister is a secretary. She actually gave uh, six months of commitment and it was brand new and we didn't know where this was going to go. But it's gotten so big, and um, so as we move our meetings, you know, to more different places, more meetings, uh, we'll take her with us. She'll help us start each meeting. Uh, I got to really, I give a shout out to her. She's put in a lot of work. What's her name? Raina. Hi, Raina. Hey, Good job. Hey, that name sounds familiar. Yeah. Did I write her? Was she in prison? Yes. Oh, yeah. Did I write her? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's and uh, I, I just I take him. It's uh, <laughs> just kidding. So you know, I I think we'll go back to like Iron Tribe, you know, where Iron mm. Tribe that you know Bear Bear st- originated Iron Tribe, and um, you know Iron Tribe today is still um, still helps a lot of people. Um, so with Criminon, uh, let's you know we want to move Criminon on. I really, I feel really strongly about Criminon and, and what we, what we're trying to do and what's going to happen, you know. Uh, so I just, I just feel like, you know, moving forward, um, it can only get better. So, um, what, oh, hold on one second while I'm thinking about it, Dick. Is, do you guys have all the stuff you need, like coffee pots or donations, or do you guys need donations? Oh or what's my God, going on? we need donations. We, okay, were, we so were just we were just begging the girl at Peach Coffee not to give Peach Coffee a plug, but uh, to get she said she was going to give us some coffee. Baby, okay, so I, I, I get I get some West Coast coffee too. I could probably donate. Uh, Denny Cullen is one of my uh, tattoo artists out there. I'm going to buy some of that West Coast coffee in the big bags. Oh man, we love it. Have we you ever had West it. Coast coffee? Um, no, I can't. What do you think I'm so good right now? Yeah, I've never had it. <laughs> Sounds good, though. Your, your hair standing on end, brother. So West I know Coast. It's, working. it's the most. West Coast. Anyways, but the, uh, not, I wanna, to, not to interfere with Pete's. Not to interfere with Pete's, man. We love Pete's. The, the, you know, the the one thing I wanted to bring up, because uh, Zane just clicked it in, it's like uh, the folks, it was amazing to see the people that had long-term recovery in N.A., come to our criminal meeting because they haven't been able to really talk about that. You can't just stand into an NA meeting and just start, you know, talking about your criminality piece. But, um, you know, they, they came there and all of a sudden, you know, the sister was sharing my clean date from drugs is not my clean date from crime. Like she still had that lingering, you know, thing she, she talks about, and I, I know she wouldn't, she wouldn't mind me talking about this, but, uh, and I'm just saying she, so it's still anonymous, but she, she, she talked about, um, you know, taking some towels, right. At a convention. I mean, it's still there, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. She knew she was crossing the line. <laughs> yeah, still, she knew she was crossing the line. So yeah. she has a different date, you yeah. know what I mean? And so it's cool to see that they're lining up and, and, and we also have these cool bracelets, um, that Zane got for us that thank you Zane, by the way, that, that, um, that are different colors for our clean time. Right or what we call, you know, our clean time from crime. Yeah, and so you know, we, you know, it, it's denoted, and people stand up and they get their bracelets, those little rubber bracelets. The only problem is they don't make them my size. Right? <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm a big tuna. Yeah, it's tattooed so, together. What if yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So what I, if I, I cheat I, on I my just, taxes? Is that a crime? Absolutely, that's so, a crime. Oh, no. So it's, it's really funny that you say that because <laughs> because I have to tell you, I have to tell you, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and they were like, "Well, yeah, we were walking around Fred Meyer's eating cotton candy grapes," 
And I'm like, what do you mean you were walking around from Myers eating cotton candy grapes? I said, you know you can go to jail for that? And they were like, oh, don't even tell me you're going to make me go into criminal and change my day. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm just saying. I mean, the, it's really amazing that, you know, how many people don't even realize that they're what they're doing or that that's actually, you know, that they're doing those crimes. Because that is a crime to society. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it drives up the prices. I try to tell uh, you know people you know that want to steal stuff. You know, you're just driving up the prices for me. So, um, you know, I I wanted to. Throw we only this. got like a few minutes left. Let's. Uh, do okay. you guys got anything you want to plug or say? Or I know I know D, um, he's got to say something about the uh, stripper karaoke. <laughs> no. Are you I, 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 the haunted house. <laughs> my my bad. Yeah, I mean strip club haunted house coming up. I, I, I'm more concerned about the criminals anonymous and what Zane has to say. <laughs> no, I, I know, but we still got to plug this stripper haunted house. Yeah, strip club haunted house. I'm plugging Murder Inc. No. You can go. Okay. It's not against your uh, clean time. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no criminal. I think it's an incredible thing, though. So. Oh yeah, we'll go. Okay. Yeah, Absolutely. We'll you know, one thing I just want to throw out there real quick was this. So there's a there's people that come into the rooms. Uh, there was someone that was in the room that had Dick's ten so years ten years of recovery, and you know, they talk about their recovery and addiction in NA. But when they came to our fellowship, all of a sudden it made them look at some things that. They haven't looked at that, you know, that just might help them stay clean a little longer. I mean, just right there. There's to, to see the look changes. They almost blink when you bring up the fact about criminality as, uh, as an addiction. And then they see that. Like one guy came up to me after a meeting and said, I, I can't stand you, brother. You just pulled the covers off of it. Oh, yeah. I'll never be the same. There's that paradigm shift that yeah, happens, we, right? Yeah, paradigm shift. The, it's yeah. A, it's, yeah, we, you'll we see it behind in the these layers. layers. Yeah, it's real. You know, yeah, it is real. Okay. We're just here to help everyone who, who wants to come. Right on. Anybody that's um, listening to this podcast and mentions uh, Criminon gets 25% off your tattoo at Murder, Inc. You ought to come and get it in person. Uh, <laughs> Criminon. No. <laughs> Criminon. You got, okay. We'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I, think our, I think our time's up. We got one last plug for the stripper haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do it one more time. All right. <laughs> the world's only strip club haunted house. The end of this month from the 24th to the 31st is Spice Gentleman's Club. Uh, it's Portland history in the making. Check out the movie on YouTube, Strip Club Haunted House 5. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. <laughs> we got to have fun if we do this. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. Love all y'all. All right. Thanks so much. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen. Learn. Launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.